0: But boy, isn't it a challenge, right? We get hooked and we're instantly going into fear, shame, defensiveness, because we're those old stories, the old way of viewing it is being put back on me or I'm putting it on myself.
1: Yeah. And we're being hijacked. And all we want to do then is just run away, run away from the world, run away from ourselves, run away from our stories. And that's no way to live.
2: Welcome to a holy mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who He created you to be. As you wrestle through and trudge through your mess, Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in.
1: Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast, you beautiful humans. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It'll never not be odd talking into a microphone, but I feel like I'm sitting right with you having coffee and just chatting. So because I know we're all doing the best we can. And I just want to tell you, I'm so proud of you for showing up for yourself. And I am so glad that you are here. I know that we actually have a lot of new faces and I can tell from the download numbers, not that numbers matter and not that I pay attention to all of that. But I do a little bit. I'm human. Hello. But they do tell me that there are new faces. So I just want to welcome you and let you know there's a ton of info about me on my website at dannysumner.com. The link will be in the show notes or you can just keep listening to episodes. And I hope that you are being encouraged and I hope that there's some tangible helps to help you thrive. At least that's the goal of what the podcast is all about. And you guys, I know some of us are walking through some deep weeds in life whether it's circumstances or just emotional things going on. And I just want you to know that I see you and that I'm here cheering you on. Okay, so it's a beautiful summer week over here and I'm having a good day. I've been super productive, which is nice. And I hope you're having a good day, too. Okay, so want to give you a quick disclaimer and my public service announcement. There's a few colorful words in this episode. So if you have kids, I'm going to ask you to please pause the show or put on some AirPods. I don't want to taint any cute little children, so just want to warn you. Fair warning, there's a few colorful words. Okay, thank you. Okay, so you guys, this episode, it came about actually pretty organically with my therapist, Jim. So if you've been around here at all, you know Jim's a regular on the show. And if you want to learn more about Jim or other episodes that he's been on, I'll put a bunch of the episodes that he's been on in the link in the show notes as well. He's just a wealth of wisdom and knowledge and experience being a therapist for Over 40 years now. So this week, I actually ran into someone from my past, and this wasn't a, oh my goodness, what a reunion. I'm so glad to see you. It was more of a, oh, (laughs) you don't like me. You never really liked me. And I know you've said some untrue things about me in the past. And, you know, honestly, some of them were a little bit true. They had a little grain of nugget of truth in them. And I think that's why sometimes it's so painful. And yes, yes, the truth does hurt sometimes. But my point is, and this is the point of the episode, what do we do when people have our story wrong or people don't have the whole story? They may have nuggets of it. And you guys, I know for years I wanted to clear the air and try to control the narrative and what everyone thought of me. And it's so interesting, but I had this epiphany and this realization, and maybe you've had it too. But I realized the only person's view that I control about me is me. And you guys, to be totally honest with you, I had my own story wrong a lot of the time too. And I think actually a lot of us have our stories wrong. Sure, we know the facts and we know our histories, but then we have these narratives and these harmful negative beliefs about ourselves. And you guys, we all know it. We are harder on ourselves than we are on anyone else. And so, That's kind of the context around this episode. So, Jim and I were actually having a call, a therapy call, and we were talking about it. And I was unpacking my thoughts and my struggles with all of this. And he suggested actually that we record an episode around it. So, we hit record and then Jim kind of took control and started asking questions. And then we just talked it through. We talked through how do we actually find peace with ourselves when we have a rocky past or we have things that we regret in our past, which, by the way, Who doesn't, right? Or when we've been abused or hurt or harmed, like how do we make peace, so to speak, with all of those things? And we talked through the concept of rewriting our stories through a new lens. So listen, it's not as complicated as writing a memoir or a novel, but it's not as easy as it sounds either. But I am telling you, the whole concept of, quote unquote, rewriting our stories, and this is not about revising our stories or not being honest about our stories, but about seeing our stories through a different lens, a lens of grace and a lens of wisdom and just a deeper understanding for ourselves. And you'll hear more about it in the podcast. But you guys, that's what I'm after. And that's the work of this podcast and my group coaching programs. You guys, at my core, I'm a soul transformation life coach, right? My jam is to help people transform the stories that they're living. That doesn't mean that we lie or revise the story, right? We actually become more honest about it, but we talk about it in this episode, and we talk about how we begin to see the deeper thread of God's grace through it all. You guys, it is magical when we can begin to see the deeper thread through it all. So you guys, I say this all the time, but grace is free, but learning to walk in it, it costs you everything. And so you guys, if this rewriting your story kind of concept intrigues you, I want to invite you to book a virtual call with me, and we can explore if my group coaching program, The Feel Better Journey is right for you. It's a small group coaching program. We unpack this concept and so much more in 10 weeks of intentional group coaching together. And you guys actually doors are open for the fall now. So there'll be links in the show notes to check out the program and to schedule that call with me if you're interested. So listen, I hope this episode encourages you, especially if you're struggling with what people from your past may think about you or if you struggle with what you think about yourself. You guys, I love you guys, and I'm so grateful you're here. Enjoy the episode.
0: Hey Danny. Good to see you. You too.
1: Thanks for coming on.
0: Being on your podcast again. It's great. So Danny, today we want to talk about something that I think all of us struggle with. And we don't realize it sometimes because we're just in it. You know, it's almost like a fish doesn't know that they're in water kind of thing. But this whole idea and you've talked a lot about it in your groups and I know that you've worked on it yourself that the fact is that we live in our story that there's a way that we see our experience and our story and that defines how we view it and how we react to it and part of your struggle and part of my struggle and most of us is sometimes that story is just really an ugly mean or shame based or fear based story and there's truth to some of those stories but there's also it's a small story it's not enough truth And so we get caught up, though, in the smaller story and we're trying to live in a bigger story, a bigger story that includes maybe a way more nuanced, more complex, more grace based, a deeper story, way more empathy and compassion. So I think you have some really great experience in this. And if you could just share some of the struggle between the tension of not falling back into the small story and trying to hold on to that big story.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that so when we carry shame from the past or regret or you know, if we've been victimized or we were the victimizer and we hurt people, I think we carried the shame, this tension, this weight. Right. And it's really easy to just beat ourselves and to have this really harsh judgment upon ourselves for it all. And so for my part of my story has been the last, you know, over a decade now trying to rewrite the story in that it's not revisionist history. We're not saying that the story didn't happen how it happened. We're actually more truthful with what really happened because we're able to bring it into the light in a compassionate relationships, right? People who have experienced some grace and love and compassion of God themselves. And so they're able to give it to us with our ugliest, most hurtful, most harmful parts of our story. And because when it's alone in our head, we live in the really darkest version of it, right? And we beat ourselves up and we feel But if we've been victimized, we feel forsaken by God, we feel forgotten, we feel all sorts of resentment towards the person that hurt us or people that hurt us, all of the things. If we've made any bad choices at all, we pile on the shame, we're very judgmental towards ourselves, we're more harsh with ourselves than we are with anyone else, all the things, right? And so, honestly, you've walked me through this. Uh, Yes, that is the truth. That is what happened. But is there a deeper thread going on? How can we expand the view to find empathy for what you've been through or what the choices that you made? Can you bring compassion and empathy and understanding and see those facts of what happened? But can you see them through a different lens or a different light or just look at them through a different view so you can just kind of build a more livable story to live in? And again, it's not about revising the story and not being truthful. It's actually we get to be more truthful, like I said, but it's about being able to breathe into it and receive God's grace and love and compassion for the brokenness that we've walked through.
0: Does that make sense? You ah, very much so. No, really well said. And I think that opens you up to hearing somebody else's story who intersects with you. Right. I know I had to do this with my dad, right? That my father was a very troubled guy. Yeah. And the more I got to know his story, it actually helped me understand who he was in my story. Sure. It's weird because it actually changed my story. Mm. you know, you talk about a deeper truth. It's not revisionist, but it actually is a more accurate, not only story, but how you interpret what happened. And it's how you, even how I feel about what happened. Yeah. So it's very powerful, right? That deeper story gives that to you and you see other people and their stories, even people that have victimized us. Right. And to see that there's this separation between we're not, you know, just the victim and the victimizers. We see the fact that we all share in this woundedness.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I remember when I was working on my childhood stuff or just different people that have harmed me and hurt me. I remember I would take it all the way back to like Adam and Eve and like, oh my gosh, I resent Eve because it went all the way back, right? She started this whole thing and it just started this tidal wave of destruction and this domino effect to affect us all. And But part of my journey was trying to find empathy for those that hurt me because I couldn't get to forgiveness. In any other way, right? And the Bible says, "Forgive so you can be forgiven." Yada, yada. I, I still don't even have a concept of what true forgiveness is. The only bridge for me to get to forgiveness has been empathy for those that have harmed me. and that has opened the door to forgive. And that's the only way I, I've ever experienced forgiveness. And even forgiveness for myself is finding empathy for why I made the choices I made. And I think empathy is the gateway to forgiveness. Like if you're struggling with forgiven people, begin to find empathy for why you made the choices you made or why they made the choices they made, right? Like if, you know, because we can go back and that's what you did with your dad, right? You heard about his childhood and what he went through. Your heart can't help but bleed for people that get hurt, even if they're the ones that hurt you. And so I think that that has been transformational in my own life to be able to quote unquote, rewrite my own story, not change the facts, but be able to live in it in a more livable, breathable, purpose-filled, joy-filled, laughable way, right? Because we all have things in our past that we'd rather just bury under the rug. But when we do that, we end up breaking our nose every time we walk over the rug because we trip and fall, right? Where if we can just be honest about it in very compassionate relationships, grace-filled relationships. And this is where we have to be careful with who we even share certain parts of our stories with, right? Because As much as I'd like to say every Christian community is just so welcoming and so compassionate and so grace-filled, we all know that's not true. And sometimes they're not the safest places. So how do you find those safe relationships? And I have found that one of my spiritual dads says, only trust people with a limp. And what does he mean by that? He means people that have been through life and that have a deeper understanding and have more compassion for others because they've had to receive that same compassion themselves. And so that's been my journey.
0: That's good. So, Danny, can you, I think this is going to relate to so many people. Can you relate how much the kind of things that pull us back into that, the old story, the smaller story?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes, 100%. So for me, when I run into someone from the past and they might have a different lens or a different view, or they may know a few of the facts and then they've built this whole narrative around those three things that they know but they don't know the other 1200 things that were going on. And so there's always, always nuggets of truth in there. And that's when it stings because 98 things could be absolutely inaccurate, but if two of them are accurate, oh my gosh, does it, it's like a shame shit show in my soul of wanting to just take me down and be like, see, you are nothing but a wretched, you know, whatever you want to call yourself. For me, I, I always went to like, because of that affair I was a part of I always go to like oh you wretched home wreck right it's like that is such a narrow view of that whole situation and so I no longer say those words to myself I'm like oh I I have a deeper understanding of who I am and facing those things and walking through redemption and healing with everybody involved has been nothing but beautiful and extraordinary and I got to see Jesus's compassion in a really amazing way through that but it can be very very painful when people from the past want to put their narrative of your story on you. And it's almost like a drug where you want to go back and you want to fix everybody's narrative about you. And even if you write a book about it, people have their own life experience and they have their own opinions. We can't change people's opinions. I can't change anybody's opinion about anything, let alone their view of me and my story. So the sooner I realize that and kind of release that and let the Lord deal with people where the only thing I have control of is how I view my story and how, uh, how much redemption am I going to allow into my story and how am I going to experience God's grace and love and do I really bet on grace? And I say this all the time, and Jim, you know this, but grace is free, but learning and choosing to walk in it <laughs> costs you a lot.
0: costs you everything. It
1: costs you, cost you your whole life. It costs you your whole life to really walk in God's grace for your story, especially if you have a shitty story. And I'm raising my hand here. We all do. I think we all, to some degree, have a lot of things we wrestle through. Regret, being victimized, the horrible things we have done, You know, the things that just bind us. I think the sooner that we can let people have their own view and not be so controlled by that, and we work on our own stuff so that we can walk in all the grace and all the compassion and all the love that we want to. And with our limited number of days here on the planet, and I think. For me, doing this holy and hard work of inner healing has been nothing but extraordinary to be freer. Now I'm not completely free, right? This was actually a therapy session first, right? And then we decided to hit record because something had triggered me. But the reality is there's no healthier way to live other than to make friends with our past, make friends with, you know, reality. I mean,
0: and the people in our past. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, we have to do it. They're bad. They're gone, right? And I still have to find a way to see the bigger story with that. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, isn't it a challenge, right? We get hooked and we're instantly going into fear, shame, defensiveness because we're those old stories. The old way of viewing it is being put back on me or I'm putting it on myself.
1: Yeah. And we're being hijacked. And all we want to do then is just run away, run away from the world, run away from ourselves, run away from our stories. And that's no way to live. And that's why we wonder why we're miserable and medicating with all sorts of extracurricular things, right? Whatever yeah. drugs, alcohol, whatever, food, whatever, pick your poison, I've used them all. But this is where don't fight reality, learning to walk in God's grace and then internalize it for myself and then be able to give it away to others and then be able to receive it from others. It's this whole complex web, but it's so beautiful. And I think it's absolutely the way Jesus intended it, right? And so I could not have had compassion and grace for myself if I didn't see it or receive it from others. And so it's like this little crack in the door. It's like this little crack in the door. Like, am I going to like even Jim, right? Like, Jim, am I going to believe you enough that there is redemption in this or that there is, do I trust you enough to let the little light in through those cracks? And then those little cracks, all of a sudden, it's like more light, more light, more warmth, more compassion, more grace for myself. And then all of a sudden, I'm able to sit with somebody and listen to their story and just have nothing but grace, compassion, and empathy because you can see the woundedness that led to their choices or you can see the brokenness that they're now carrying because someone who harmed them. And you just can't help but have compassion for people and love. It's easy to be triggered,
0: but. Yeah. And I think there's room for both, right? There's a season when I need to be heard in that victim story. You talk a lot about grief. There's time to grieve, you know, and, and, to be heard and validated, even be angry this time, all that. And beyond that, then becomes this empathy and bigger story, grace, seeing things beyond it. And I think it's when I move then towards love mm-hmm. for stuck in either victimization or anger, bitterness. Mm-hmm. That love is, a really a, is, is actually life-affirming. And if I want to transcend that old story, it's going to be a bigger me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that we have to fight for sometimes, because I'm sure you'd be the first to say it's often a tension between those stories. I'm jumping in and out of stories
1: for sure. I mean, and I think that's the beauty of it. And that's why we practice this work. That's why it's progress, not perfection. I think anybody who says, like, "No, I live in redemption twenty four seven. It's like, what magic pillar are they on? Could I get one? Because I just don't think that's the way it works. And also, It's a gift for us to be able to bring it into the light and say, oh, I'm struggling. Have another human say, I've got compassion for you. And then we get to internalize that. And then we get to experience the presence of God through that. I mean, I, I the presence of God more in my suffering and shame than in anything else.
0: Wow. Well, then that, that gives your, now the story has gratitude and, and you see the gifts that come out of the story. Yeah. That's wow. That's huge. So as you're talking, I was. It just came to my mind about the um, story in the Bible, of the woman caught in adultery, right? Mm. I remember Jesus and they were setting him up and trying to, you know, get Jesus trapped, basically. And yeah. so what did Jesus do? Number one, you know, you without sin cast the first stone. Okay. So he sort of challenged them and their judgments. But then he said something to her. And I, I, I didn't think about it until today as we're talking. He said, you know, where are your accusers? And she said, well, they have all left. He said, okay, neither do I judge you or accuse you. But then he said, but go and sin no more. Right. And you know what I think now he was saying? I think he was saying, I don't judge you. And I want you to know you're better than this. You're better than this. He was encouraging her. I love that. I like that. You know, that was his way of saying, you're better than this. It wasn't just like this, you know, go and sin. Now you got now you got to live, you know there's a law for you. You better get back in line. Yeah. He said, you know, honey, man, you're better than this. Yeah. And then a bigger story. Beautiful.
1: It's beautiful. And if Jesus isn't going to judge us to hell, what right do we have to judge ourselves to hell, right? That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Everybody struggles with different parts of the story. Sure. And what we're saying today is we all do. You're not alone. As you grow, part of what you're going to see is the story is going to get bigger. It's going to be more nuanced. It's going to be, you know, more complex, way more questions in the story sometimes. Cause we don't have easy answers, but it's going to result in you having more peace with your journey, gratitude, empathy for others. It won't be a good guy, bad guy story anymore. Okay. It'll be a story of hopefully in the end, you know, redemption, even through this, some of the things, bad things we can go through. Yeah. You know, and that's our better self. So uh, Danny, thank you for this. Cause it's, you know, you say it so well. Thank you. You've had to live this, you know, to fight for that bigger story. And that, that helps others fight for their story too.
1: Yeah, thank you. And I think that the bigger story is the story we're all looking for and the story we're all made for. And I think that's why we have this, call it holy discontentment, call it frustration, call it angst, call it just a hole where we feel like this disconnect with God. I don't think it's a disconnect with God because he never left us. I think it's a disconnect from the truth of who we are and the bigger story that maybe God's trying to write through us and write within us. And It can be painful to face these places. Oh my gosh, this is why you do it in community. You do it with safe people, get a therapist, get a whatever, a group, whatever, but always, always facing it. The truth will set you free, they say, right? Well, first it'll make you miserable and it is painful at first, but then the freedom that comes from it and the connection with yourself, I think our God brings us back to who we were truly created to be within this bigger story. And then to really be able to forgive ourselves and and find empathy for those that even harmed us. That can be a leap at times. So I always tell people, start with yourself because that's a little bit easier, especially if you've been majorly abused. And so I want to make sure that we validate, like if you've been through hell, we are not saying like, oh, have empathy for your abuser. Like, no, first be mad as hell. Like you get to have anger. You get to have anger and judgment and grief and be validated. And this is why having compassionate witnesses to hear your story. And sometimes it might be hard to share the whole thing, so you just give them little pieces. That's okay. That's Sometimes that's enough. Don't push yourself past where your soul's comfortable to go. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. But you do have permission to live in the bigger story so that you can have more joy, hopefully more peace, more purpose, all that, and more connection. So,
0: yeah. Uh, Okay. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. I think through this lens that when we're in distress, when we're in shame, when we're in fear, when we're in anxiety or depression, I'm sure this isn't absolutely true, but I think so many times it's, it's because we're trapped in the smaller story. Mm-hmm. I think, and I get trapped there too, mm-hmm. but I think I almost could say almost absolutely that, that you're trapped in a smaller story. And sometimes it's like, ah, you know, how it is, it's just, we're hooked, we're, we're triggered, we're fighting for, we're just stuck in the little paper bag Yeah, and we're trying to find our way out of it. But there's always a bigger story, you know, behind you. So thank you for sharing, Danny, your journey, I'm sure helps so many people because they also have their stories. They're trying to live in and trying to that deeper grace or that deeper understanding. That's wonderful.
1: Amen. Thank you, Jim.
2: Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.